0: Welcome to the Student Ministry Field Guide podcast with your host, Weston Blaha, author of Student Ministry Field Guide, Debunking the Big Kid Label. On today's episode, questions to answer before choosing a summer camp. Welcome back to the Student Ministry Field Guide podcast. I am your host, Weston Blaha. On this episode, we're going to be discussing four questions to ask yourself when choosing a summer camp. Now, as we all know, a quality summer camp can make it or break it for a youth ministry. When I was a youth ministry student years ago, our group always attended a camp called RYM. It's a camp that came out of the PCA denomination, and it's still around today. And it does an absolutely wonderful job. My entire teenage experience had been an RYM summer camp experience. One day, our church hired a new youth director, and he decided to change things. Instead of RYM, we attended another camp in Georgia. Now, we did not particularly like this change, and most of us were pretty upset about it when it was announced, but our new youth director had promised us and promised the group that if we did not like his camp more than RYM, then we would go back to RYM the following year. Now, fast forward four months. We did not like his camp more, and we wanted to return to RYM. And, and to be fair, even the people who ran that camp admitted that that was a terrible year for them. So but regardless, regardless, it was an absolute disaster on, on both sides. Um, and here, but here's the thing: if you put your credibility on the line to make a major change and it flops, you have lost the trust of the students for a long time, at least in this specific area. And here's what happened we no longer trusted his taste in trips and so when when he was trying to then get students to sign up for trips down the road he had a real difficult time convincing them that the trip was worth their spring break or their summer week at the beach or whatever that would be and so there's a warning there like if you're going to stake your credibility on the trip that you have planned, and you're going to come and rock this youth group and change what they've done for years, which a lot of times needs to happen, it better be good. So in order to avoid that, uh, when I plan my summer trips, I answer four major questions. So here we go. The first question that I ask before planning a summer trip is, what is my goal for this camp? In other words, do I have something to accomplish during this trip that makes a certain camp a necessity? For example, if I was new to a church and needed lots of relational time with the students, I would choose a camp that required minimal organizational effort and time while there. Right? I would want the camp to do everything so that I can invest every moment that I have into building relationships with the students who just barely know me. So if this is my situation, I can tell you this, I don't want to be coordinating 40 students at a packed mall in Panama City. That's not how I want to lose one of my very valuable relational days. The second question that I ask myself when planning a summer camp is, what does my group need? Now, sometimes the spiritual dynamic of your group determines what camp you should attend. For example, if you have a group in which the vast majority are saved, you probably want to find a camp that will challenge them to grow further in their personal spiritual walk. But if you minister in a context in which you believe very few are truly saved, then you probably need to find a camp that makes no assumptions about your teen's salvation. In one scenario, you need discipleship and development. In the other scenario, you need the gospel proclaimed to lost souls. And here's the thing. This can change. You, you can Your youth group over the years will, will shift. So I have chosen to do certain types of camps for a couple seasons because that's what my group needed. And as the group dynamics shifted, we chose a different kind of camp. So you really have to know what does your group specifically need that given year. So you have to know your group well to be able to to know that about them too so the first question I ask is what is my goal for this camp the second question I ask is what does my group need the third question I ask is what is the most effective use of funds now this is kind of a tricky one to navigate because there is a reality of limited funds even for larger churches There have been seasons where I knew that most of my students could not afford to attend the trip that I wanted to take. The families didn't have the $400 plus spending money for two kids. It just was not a reality. So we opted for something cheaper, which I could help fund if needed. And many of you have made this decision before. You can take 10 students from Mississippi to Colorado for an amazing, unparalleled mountaintop camp, or you maybe could take 30 students from Mississippi and go to Alabama or maybe the mountains aren't quite so high and the, the air isn't quite so crisp, but, but you can bring more students. And so when choosing a summer camp, you, you need to answer the question, what's the most effective use of my church funds? And the fourth question that I always ask is who needs to chaperone? Now, this is a really important question. I have two major rules that I begin with, and then everything else kind of flows from there. So here they are, the first major rule. I don't let anyone chaperone who I believe is trying to get a free vacation. Now, I'm sure you've all had the must be nice to go play with the kids at the beach all summer comment, right? And, and while Minton in jest, there's an underlying reality to how parents in the church often perceive the workload required for a large trip. So the first major rule I have is I don't let anyone come who I believe is trying to get a free vacation. Okay, so the second major rule I have is I don't allow anyone who's high maintenance to chaperone. I have enough issues with high maintenance teens, and I don't need my support crew having the same problems. So, so after those two points are considered, no free vacations, no high maintenance chaperones, I begin to allow volunteers to, to come in the following order. The first priority goes to regular volunteers. These are the people who are regularly invested in the lives of my students. I want them strengthening their relationships with the students. The students will listen to them. They will trust them. They're vital. So regular volunteers. The second in in priority are the involved parents. These are the parents who really care what's happening in the ministry, are really invested in what we're doing at our church um, and they want to come be a part of something great. The third group are church leadership. So elders, deacons, I may even go out and recruit these people because it's always good to have to see to have people in leadership who can appreciate what you're doing, see what you're doing, and see the value of what you're doing at these camps. And then after that, anyone else who isn't disqualified, but the first two rules mentioned a minute ago, no free vacations, no high-maintenance people, I I welcome anyone like that to come and Chaperone as well. So there you have it, four questions to ask before before choosing a summer camp. The first is, what's my goal for this camp? The second is, what does my group need? The third is what's the most effective use of funds. And the fourth is who needs to chaperone. So I hope you found this helpful. I would love to know what other questions you ask when choosing a summer camp. So feel free to text or email me at any time. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out www.westinblaha.com. And be sure to get your own copy of Student Ministry Field Guide, Debunking the Big Kid Label in Kindle or paperback at www.amazon.com.